0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 156 of Blind Guy Talks Tech for Friday the 15th of July. I've got Sean Priest, I've got emails, and I've got coffee. Uh Uh-oh, that's going to be a good one.
1: You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott.
0: You know, when I say uh-oh, oh, I mean that in a good way, right, Sean Priest? I mean, mm. like, uh-oh, oh, I, it's going to be a
2: long one. It's going to be a Get good ready. one. Are you talking about the coffee or I'm not sure?
0: Uh, well, I'm talking about, um, well, I'm talking about the coffee. Yeah, good. I do like a bit of coffee.
2: Are you not a coffee, no, not a coffee drinker? No, 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 We've been through this. No, no. I'm not really, really a tea, a tea, tea. person I like either. I do, no, no, I just like juice. I like soft juice. drinks. I like, yeah, I'm still a child, basically.
0: Do you know what? Just so the audience understand, we're, we're actually recording this on Thursday night. And um, I just got a message here, right? Uh, from Sky News Two more days of real strikes planned in August and row of our jobs paying conditions. See, I'm getting sick of this. I was going to come and see you. I think you're setting this up. Yes. I think this is you. <laughs> anything,
2: Are you doing this? Anything to stop you coming to see? No, of course not. I can't wait. Every time you come to uh, see me, it's like a Father Christmas of tech. Coming because right. I come with you come <laughs> with bags of uh, well, your discarded tech, which to me is just
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: very good.
0: Yes, that's me, That's my best Santa impression of all the Santa impressions. <laughs> um, how's your internet? Is it all right? Because you've had some problems. Oh. We uh, the audience know that we record the, the Saturday show. Night. This is very confusing. So, we've recorded our Saturday show before we've done this one, which makes things very confusing. Yes. Um, but your internet. Was what well, was a disaster, frankly, it just completely crapped out in the well, end. Well,
2: uh, yeah, it, it, now, y- well, yeah, you see, I hate Virgin Media. Am I allowed to say that Virgin Media? I uh, don't know. I, you just did. I so think we'll I'm allowed out. to say that Virgin Media are
0: absolutely terrible. But if uh, Mr. Branson Pickle uh, gets in touch, yes. we will
2: um, absolutely uh, point him your way. Thank you very much. I will pull his graying beard because he's annoying me. Now, oh, the <laughs> that was weird. Of course, a bit. <laughs> My contract... I'll paw
0: his beard. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. So, I'm just going to drop that as a line from now on. I'll paw his
3: uh, green
2: beard. My contract has come to an end in the middle of this month. So, I rang up, you know, hey, I want, because uh, they're going to double my price. It's going to be £60 a month now instead of 40 mm. what I'm paying. Blah, 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 blah. So, you go through all the rigmarole. I don't want a landline. Who uses a landline anymore? I don't want it oh, well, we can't get it off your package because then it'll cost more. How can it cost more by taking something away? I mean, it's crazy. Mr. Our Friend Lord Dr. Robin Christofferson was paying £80 <laughs> a month for years for TV package, and he doesn't watch TV because they said, well, we can't take it off because it'd be more expensive. It's mad. It drives me crazy. Anyway, so I ended up, I've got my uh, 500 meg Internet package, which was meant to start yesterday, but it never. Instead, it started in the middle of recording. And, of course, there was going to be no downtime. And all my internet just went and off. Well, so that's what it was. It was It was the actual package was just changing over at that yes, point. Yes, it was. And, uh, wow. yeah, of course, while we were in the middle of a recording, it, <laughs> it changes over. But Don't they know who you are? I know, exactly. I to be fair, I did say, look, I'm working from home. Is there going to be any downtime? Uh, absolutely not. No. It's going to be 24 hours, and it'll switch over. Of course, it never. It took 48 hours. So, um, yes, I have Jeez. now fast internet. I'm just not entirely sure how stable it is yet. But uh, we That's will so see. Far, so good. Yeah, I can hear you. That's a
0: start. I mean, You know. Yeah. I haven't resorted to the phone line yet, which you, of course, don't have. No. 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 Um. Interestingly, uh, this is a topic I, I do want to bring up at some point because in the UK there's a real issue at the minute where people are actually being, uh, you know, they've been contacted by say BT or they're contacting BT themselves, and they're asking for maybe an upgraded broadband or whatever. And when the company comes out, they're taking away the phone line, or at least they're taking away the standard landline, and they're replacing the actual phone itself with an IP phone, yes, an Internet Protocol phone, right? So a VoIP, voice over IP. And a lot of people don't really know the difference, right? Because if you've got, because the phone is still the same, it's still the same handset. It's called a decked handset. But you know, to all intents and purposes, to most people, it's it's just a regular phone. You pick it up, you you know, you get a ringtone, you 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 know, dial in your number, and away you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how these uh, devices work. Obviously, they work over the internet. They don't work over landlines, and a lot of people are having trouble with this, especially those people who are low vision, usually elderly people who want the large print phones. You know, the large button telephones. Yes, because you can't use them on those lines. And I've actually had situations uh, recently where, um, and we, we, I can't talk publicly about it too much because about the people because it wasn't in, in this environment that people came to me with this, but essentially people who've been, you know, trying to plug in their big button phones and thinking why is nothing working, and it's because the connection, that type of connection, has changed to an internet phone essentially, rather than a regular landline phone, which means the old phones, the old analog phones don't work with it. So I think a lot of people need to be aware of that. And if you've been a victim of this, or you've been aware of it. A
2: victim? Oof. Well, I say
0: victim because you're you're essentially being left without the ability to make a phone call if you're low vision, right? You can't use these devices if you can't see them. And there's no alternative either. I mean, this isn't just about the phone companies. It's about the phone makers as well. There yep. just doesn't seem to be many alternative options out there. So, you know, it's not, it's not, in in a way, it's not. It's no one's fault, because it's not a blame game. No, but because it's technology moving forward. Openreach, the overarching company in the UK that takes care of a lot of our communications, they're trying to move away from those analog lines, those copper lines, and move everything towards internet, which makes
2: total sense. Yes, they they are phasing out landlines, the old traditional lines. It's all going to be. We're all going to have this sort of VoIP internet phone. And and the interesting
0: um. Aside to this, of course, if you're low vision, this isn't great news. But say you're someone who's hard of hearing. Well, this could actually be great news for you because you get much higher quality phone connections. The technology will work better with hearing aids. So there's lots of benefits as well for certain groups of, comu- of the community, of the disabled community. But for low vision people, this is not great news. So it's something to be aware of. So if, if BT are coming to put in a new connection or they're putting a, an upgraded internet in, just make sure you ask them, okay? What are you doing with my phone line? Are you changing it to a VoIP line, a VoIP? And if they say yes, and you want to use one of those large print or large button devices, you might want to say no. I don't want you to do that because they will—they won't do it if you ask them not to—and they will come back and reverse it if they've ah, if they've done it.
2: That's what I was going but to ask. But the
0: problem, I think, I think a lot of people have been caught out because the company have done it without really consulting the customer, probably because they imagine, as most people do. And, and it's a bit of, it's one of those, they're just not thinking to the end of the line on this. They're thinking, well, we, we'd be good to do this. It's better just to do it. It's better for you if we just do it. You're still being left with a phone line. It's not that we're taking anything away as far as they're concerned. But of course, the reality is, well, you are. You're taking away the ability for someone to make a, a phone call accessibly, I did, and that's, that's, that, could, that could be
2: dangerous. i read this. Well, I'm not entirely convinced by the visually impaired people and big-button phones argument, I'll be honest with you. Well, you've not spoken to the people I've spoken well, to who are pretty, pretty upset about it. Look, you know, it's, it's
0: Using not, a it's not T9
2: dial pad is, is. I mean, you know, we just memorise it, don't we? We don't need the big buttons. The big buttons are for people with motor or arthritis issues. Not at all, no. Large, I mean, I used to get large, but I had for a long time I had a large button phone. You find the five and you work off that, don't you? Sorry, am I being too harsh? I, I, okay. Well, I think it depends <laughs> on who you are, right? I think it depends on who you are. Yeah,
0: if you're a whippersnapper like you. I'm, I'm older than you. But I think if you're you. someone who's, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm talking people here who might be in their 70s or 80s yes, who are being faced in this situation. That's a different story. I mean, you've got to think about this as well. You know, Let's imagine but with those devices, you have to dial the number, then you would hit the call button and that would place the call. But if you're of the old school, you pick up the phone, you hear the dial tone, then you make the call. You know, is that kind of, isn't that just a simple oh, process? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with you there. You know I mean, if, if that's fine for you and I to say, oh, well, let's, we do it this way, of course, we, you and I, it's not a problem. But for people who are, I'm, I'm talking for the people who aren't. You're talking for the, like
2: every man. Well done. You're a hero. You're a woman sexist. Okay, so <laughs> I I read this story a few months ago about this, you know, phasing out traditional landlines and it yeah. I was quite surprised that it didn't get a quite uh, the traction or the the exposure I thought it would. To me, this is a massive story and I still don't quite understand how it works, how they're doing it because they've started in my area replacing the um the telephone poles. And I don't know yeah. if that's anything to do with it, but uh, my neighbour, I noticed he was telling me that they did the same thing to him, and they've now his mm. phone plugs into his I don't know his BT box or it's, something. His router, yeah. yeah. So uh, there are there are a few issues here. What about emergency calls? I mean, in a power cut, your telephone still works using traditional landlines because it's on a separate power grid.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I must admit that's that's a question I don't know the answer to, but I I would worry about that because if your internet goes down, does your phone line go down as well? Yeah. Absolutely, I, I imagine it probably does because it's all coming off the one cable.
2: I mean, and, and why is it that I mean you can get adapters? God, that's even more dangerous. Well, <laughs> yeah, jeez. You can like, look. You used to be able to get adapters uh, that 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 you could plug in any phone into a uh, Ethernet port, and you know th- these phones aren't new, right? These VoIP phones. Um, I I just wonder why is it that some phones aren't working with this system? Instead of making phones that actually you know plug directly into the router. Why not use some sort of adapter so you could use any big button phone or whatever phone you wanted? Surely that's well, it's analog
0: to digital isn't it? So I don't know how that that wouldn't probably work the same way. You'd have to get You'd really need to get some kind of digital equivalent. Yeah, no, and if but, people out there know the answer to this, please get in touch. This is why I'm putting it out there cuz yeah. I want people to I don't really understand
2: feel, the story, I'll be honest with you. I don't Well, I, well, well, I do
0: it. understand the story. I understand they're trying to get away from the copper wiring. They're pulling a lot of that away. The telephone poles they're replacing they're putting up 5G masts because that's, of course, really where we're heading. Um, not on every telephone pole, granted, but they're putting up 5G masts in a lot of places. They're also using those poles to carry along some of the connections that they maybe can't put underground.
2: They've got some repeaters, yeah. All these have got little satellite dishes on top. All the new ones we've yeah. got here, yeah.
0: I mean, it's all it's all going down that route, and fibre is is overtaking. And you know, there's there's things. I mean, I worked in broadcast. When I worked in, in the broadcast world, it was all ISDN that we used to communicate between studios. So you and I, at the time, I, feel, yeah. I think we did it once. Remember, you went into the BBC? Yes, that's right. Into and the sat, TARDIS you, studio you in go, the lobby. You think about that, right? You had to go into the BBC building in, was it Manchester? Yes, I guess it, it was. was Sofacast, yes. And you, you went into this little room, the noisiest room they could find. Know,
2: yes, and people kept coming in. I don't know if they thought it was a uh, yeah, porta potty or what, but people get opened in the door. It was ridiculous. It was
0: just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, you went in there and we connected on a line which is nowhere near the quality we get on this. Yeah, I
2: know. Yeah, crazy. Um,
0: yeah. But that was ISDN and that's what we used in the broadcast world because it was the most solid way to communicate. It was tied lines, as they called it, where you had two lines connected together that you know, we're, we're forming a 128-kilobit connection. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, st- and joint stereo. <gasps> I loved joint stereo. That was more fun. Um, but <laughs> honestly, it was just it was a different world then. And now, of course, with all this, you know, you've got Zoom and you've got Teams that should, and you can, pro- can produce much higher, higher quality. quality.
2: But, um, but what I say I don't understand the story is I don't understand how, how or if they've worked out these concerns when it comes to uh, you know, power cuts and emergency services. If your internet goes down or your subscription, you know, you, your subscription is cancelled for the internet, does that mean you no, no longer have access to emergency services? Mm. I mean, what, what about these basic concerns? I don't know how they figured those out. It just seems to be, you know, I, I read the story a few months ago and now, you know, they're ripping out the telephone poles in front of my house. It's It's just coming along think, so
0: quickly. I think we need someone on the inside on
2: this. <gasps> Do you know someone? I think I might know Ooh. someone, actually.
0: Now, he does He does present on a rival show. Is it so Busby? So I don't know if we can get him on. Who? Busby. It's <laughs> a town outside Glasgow. <laughs> I don't think that's getting Before to your time.
2: It. Busby, you used All to read right. the adverts, a little yellow bird for BT. No? Okay. Right, fair
0: enough. Uh, I remember the vans. Um, I remember <sighs> the little vans that used to come around. Yeah. Those cool. little things, little, like toys. No. The British Telecom written on right, the side. Stop it now. Okay, who do we know? The, and the logo was like a little no, stop coiled it. wire. No. Who,
2: who, Remember that? Who's a rival podcast, did you say?
0: I said a rival podcast, rival show. <gasps> in this world oh, of ours.
2: No, in our little and bubble. I think,
0: And I think this man, I know he listens. Well, they all listen. Um, they all listen. <laughs> they all listen. Uh, but uh, I think there's one in particular who, who may know, I think he'll know who you are. Oh. Um, but I think you might be the person we need to speak to. So. That's me. See, that's like the bat signal. That's blind that's very bat signal good. right there. Well done. Get in touch. Now, if, if, I tell you, if this works, yeah. I will be so impressed. I
2: know. I know. Um, we'll explain all when we get him on. That'd be so cool,
0: though, right? If just by saying that, I've actually sent out the blind bat signal. All
2: right, calm down. Is that
0: telekinesis?
2: No, s-s-s? no, it isn't. It's called just talking to someone. <laughs> all right. Okay.
0: Um... But no seriously if you if you have had this perhaps to you get in touch and tell us because or if you know someone who has it may not be you but maybe someone you know I think it'd be really interesting to talk about and and you're right I think we do need to know about what this all means um and you know it is a good thing to some degree because it gives us better internet connections and all that stuff and arguably once they finish the rollout we should have a much stronger network but look at what happened in Canada recently yes. you know, one network goes down and the whole thing's finished and you couldn't get through to 911 you couldn't you know yep. pay for your goods you couldn't there's so many things you can't do. You be, I mean, it's okay saying, oh, well, you know, Lady A doesn't work. But if you can't make a night, if your house is on fire
2: and you can't call the emergency services, that's not great. Yeah. Rather than I can't play Baby Shark on my smart speaker. Yeah, there there is a problem. Which is hilarious. There, huh? Yes. Yeah, which is very I funny. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is there an argument that the getting rid of this old, you know, copper wire system actually makes it less likely to fi- fail, you know, down the line. I, I don't know. Well,
0: you know, I think they should keep it because last night I watched Cloverfield.
2: Oh, and, terrible. Um, yeah, terrible oh, movie. it was a great movie. Awful, awful. But do you know that came
0: out? Was it 2008 that came out? And yes. New York always gets beaten up in the end. Uh-huh. And um, I, I just love how they say, you know, I love how they're so flippant in these movies when they say, well, you know, we can't get rid of the monster, so we're just going to flatten Manhattan. And you're like, Wow, that was that's a bit extreme. But we can't kill the animals, so we're going to wipe out the entire place,
2: flatten Manhattan. I like flatten it. Manhattan.
0: Is it yeah. Doctor I'm sure that's a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that's a restaurant, surely. That's a. It was that's somewhere that sells nice coffee. It
2: was too. It was too complicated for me. Cloverfield. Complicate.
0: Comp. Hang on. Cloverfield was
2: complicated. Yes. He, a gigantic monster. Yes.
0: Just walking through New York, pushing all the buildings over. And you were confused by that? I
2: was confused because it was all part of it. It was too clever for its own uh, thing because, you know, there's a whole viral campaign around. There's a website for oh,
0: it, Oh, right? hang on, hang on. Are you, not, are you not... No. Are you getting mixed up with no. the next one? No, 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 Because that's... Because no. that was confusing.
2: Yeah, no, it carried on. This, it, this is where it started with this first one, where this monster was uh, released because of that satellite fell down into the ocean, which which comes on from the last cloverfield movie where they're up in space trying to solve the energy crisis it was all too confusing oh, i didn't yeah, I like it that one. yeah that's right and yeah. that's what kickstarted cloverfield it's it's all a circle you see uh, yeah i don't like it
0: I can't remember the set. I I remember watching it, but was it just called Cloverfield Two? I can't even remember.
2: Was it Ten Cloverfield Drive or something? Well, that was was,
0: that was the one with John. Was his name John Goodman? Was yes, yes.
2: Actually, that was was the one that that
0: Netflix did. Yeah,
2: it was all right.
0: Yeah, that was quite good. But no, the first one was really simple because it was on. The only thing I didn't like about it was watching it last night, and it had the A D, and it was okay, and the A D was good actually, but. The problem with it was that it was one of those handheld, you know, remember that spate of movies we shaky, had with shaky, yeah, shaky camera. Oh my God. I, I, I watched that. How could I? I I felt sick last night trying to well, even make sense of any of
2: it. Mix that with your, uh, s-
0: well, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was like, whoa. I mean, could could you at least get that? I was just I was thinking maybe I should watch this in the mirror and then it'll marry up with my <laughs> nystagmus.
2: Just, just don't watch the TV. Just don't look at <laughs> it. It's simple as that. It's so hard though sometimes, isn't it? You ever
0: watch a film and you're just really struggling to see it and you think to yourself, why am well, I struggling to see this? I, I don't.
2: I don't even look at it anymore. you stop doing that then? Yeah, I don't. So what's the. um, what, where, 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 <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> no, oh, yeah, where are we going? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. You what want, day is you it now? Keep, is it Friday yet? You wanted to keep a Copper Landline because of Cloverfield.
0: Yes, because if Cloverfield comes, uh, we can be. Because then we can call nine one nine on our emergency phone uh and it'll be fine because we can alert the authorities to a gigantic monster who's eating my car okay. that i don't have of course you could just call it on your mobile phone too but all the masts will be down because cloverfield's eating them
2: ah uh, right yeah. yeah okay well done where is this cloverfield streaming by the way i do want to watch it with ad uh, I
0: actually caught it I think it was on channel 4 or, Oh um, Forget it. it was like on a It was on a streaming channel On a re- regular channel Plan- oh. On terrestrial television Never Forget it That's how I found it actually thought It was only because I had the AD on that It's, it's on um, It's on Sky at the minute But of course Nothing on Sky has got AD Ah uh, no so, I don't have Sky Wouldn't let me watch it last night Until I enabled UHD On my television and I thought you're having a laugh, aren't you? I mean, I can barely see it as it is, and now you want me to make it even clearer, so I still can't see it.
2: You HD? I thought
0: that was glue. Ultra, uh, yeah, you who you're thinking of. Uh, UHD. Uh, I don't know what, ultra high definition? I mean, I don't uh, it's 4K? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, no, I don't it's, care. it's all too
2: complicated.
0: The sound is always the thing I'm interested in, and it's always terrible. All right. Shh, shh, shh. Now, listen, I have, before we get into the emails, because we actually have like, a full inbox here, so we uh, settle in. <sighs>
1: um,
2: I can't. I am boiling. Can I just how say? How can
0: you be warm? Is, I've got the heating on in here. You,
2: you're mad. It is so warm. I've got my shorts on, I've got my Hawaiian shirt on. It is boiling in here all the tiles are still falling off i put them all back up they've all fallen off again the glue is melting it's like barbados in my shed and you're complaining it's a bit warm yeah i can't open a window you can open a door i mean there's a way out i can't open the door because then the neighbors neighbors the neighbors neighbors. will will, will, hear what i'm saying
0: did you hear did you hear scott and charlene are back
2: Oh, I can't wait. I I think um, uh, uh, Henry's back and... Harold? Playing Jane. uh, Playing Jane, that's right. Beautiful. Joe Mangle, he's back. God bless Joe Mangle's back. Who was that one with the creaky uh, voice? Um, Oh, Oh, not Lou. Uh, Oh, Lou, that's right. Remember Lou? Oh, I haven't seen that in... Lou can't be alive. It it must be 25 years now. I miss, as soon as Helen Daniels went, that was it. I was off. I think you've got her mixed up with someone else. No, I
0: haven't. She was Jimmy. Gym- Hang on. You have a, a thing for Judge Judy, don't you? I do.
2: She is that gorgeous. Okay, yep. right, fine. That all makes it's sense It's the now. neck.
0: So, disgusting. Um, did, so, I was ID'd for the very first time. I did? For an Amazon order. Now, I'd <gasps> ID'd before I could even buy it. And then I was ID'd at the door. I had to present my passport or anything, basically, with my identification. Um, And I had to have a picture taken holding the device before (laughs) I would even be able to get it. What have I bought, Sean Priest? What have I bought that's demanded uh, it would appear uh, some kind of surveillance operation on me before I I
2: can buy it? I hate to think. I mean, it's obviously... Something that's only for adults. Uh, as I'm assuming the ID for was proof of age. <laughs> Please don't do uh, that. <laughs> this is audio only. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't know what is it.
0: It's the most inane thing. I mean, I couldn't do any damage with this if I tried. It's a box cutter.
2: Oh, well, what we would call a Stanley knife, obviously. Well, I, you see, no. I don't know, Man. right? I mean, it's yep. it's it's interesting because it's got a retra- automatic
0: retractable blade, which apparently makes it safe. I mean, I'll find that out when I cut my finger off. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, yeah. I mean, I I'm, 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 I bought it because <laughs> I was on Wired's website the other day, and they had a I think it was like ten things under thirty dollars, and I thought, hey, that's a good idea. Oh, let's what, do that. I'll steal. I'll steal all this for the show.
2: Was it to do with Prime?
0: Uh, no, well, no, it wasn't actually. No, ah. It was just a kind of you know. Let's just. Um, I have to say the Wired and the Verge are my two favourite publications at the minute. Wired do fantastic articles. And, you know, you've got to subscribe. I think it's worth it. Subscribe. Um, Yeah, well, I'll be honest. I'm not normally into that, but I actually think, you know what? If you want good journalism, you've got to pay for it. I I believe that. Yeah, look at this show. Exactly. Look at the state of this. (laughs) This is free. This is where free gets you. You pay me a hundred quid a month, well, no, actually it wouldn't make any difference. Would it? um, it'd be the same rubbish behind on. a paywall.
2: What's the uh, yes? What's the automatic <laughs> retractable blade?
0: How does it know I when to? No idea. Oh, okay, fair enough. Apparently, when it's you know opened the box, it just goes. Oh well, that's that done.
1: I, I, I don't man, know how it, it works. It, it's, it's
2: a disgrace. Probably doesn't even do it. It's. it's I, I don't like it. I don't like this prime on my worktop. There is uh, several packages. None of it's for me. I did notice that there's two water pistols there. I mean, my kids are in their 20s. They never ordered them. So that means my partner has ordered water pistols. So I don't know what's oh. happening there. It, it's because, you know what? It's because it's just they want to buy something, Stephen. And I'm a guinea.
0: You're, yeah. Well, that's because you had no money exactly. and you weren't able to buy anything. I know. Yeah.
2: I'm just jealous.
0: That's all it was. Otherwise, you'd have been on there buying, I don't know, um, balloons for water balloons.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like a super soaker. Yes, I don't understand. What is this? Why is why is every
0: grown adult these days turned into a child? Uh, the kids, the kids have all grown up too fast, yeah. And the adults have all become children.
2: What's going on? It's nostalgia. See, we want space offers. We want water pistols. We get some cap guns next year. Cap guns? Is that not illegal? Um, no. It was a little roll of red caps. Oh, it used to be great. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure gun. that would be against. Oh it. No, I like I beg that.
0: A bigger button don't know who he is. Um, okay. Emails. I'm distancing myself from Sean Priest as we speak. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> Shall we get some emails? Um, yes. So, you know, the HSBC thing we were talking about uh, from uh, one of our uh, lovely oh, yeah. listeners. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm tr- God, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Yes, I apologize. I'm trying to remember the name of the wonderful person who sent this in. I think it was Grandpa Peter. My uh, okay. memory tells me it was Grandpa Peter I okay. uh, was mentioning this about HSBC. Well, Paul has got in touch and he says, uh, Hi, all Paul from Ripley here. Uh, not the museum. Believe it or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love how we both got there <laughs> and did not uh, in any way acknowledge the other. Um, now, Paul says, I just wanted to send a quick message regarding HSBC app on iPhone. I am running an iPhone SE 2020. Good choice. When viewing a PDF statement, all content is read out with no issue. In fact, all areas of the app is accessible when using VO. Also, if I run into difficulty reading a PDF, I tend to print it out and use Seeing AI and Document Channel to scan it in and read it out for me. Alternatively, sometimes when a PDF is open, you can go into the control panel and import into Seeing AI or other OCR readers. I tend to find that there is a tool for the job out there these days. Seeing AI, ARX, Envision, Google, uh, Lookout. All the best from Paul. It's a good point. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing I would say about that is, it, it's a hell of a lot of information to make sense of just by reading from sort of top to bottom. Oh, isn't come
2: you? on! Well, what do you want it to do? Yeah, I mean, you can't have it always. You, you got why? to read it. Well, it's 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 not difficult. This is why I'm against books. <sighs> I mean, it it depends. Can you can you choose the, <laughs> the column layout when you do that? I I don't know. I don't use it enough to. Uh...
0: Mm. Yes, but. I stay as far away from that part of my bank as I possibly can. Yeah, I let it do the job. You know,
2: they're 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 paid to look after these things. I'm not. Well, look, I find PDFs pretty damn accessible. I think that's what it stands for, isn't it? Pretty damn. Yeah, we'll leave that there. But I think they are pretty accessible um, as long as they're done correctly. If they're if it's just an image on a page, then they're no good, obviously. And you got to do your own OCR on them. But uh, on a the whole, they're they're fine.
0: Well, Mary Ellen writes, I don't know if it is the text detection on my iPad Pro or image detection, but I needed to get an old bank statement. I just took a screenshot, then printed it out for my needs. I accidentally discovered with the new live text, I could read those pictures on my phone. The phone can also search my bank account number from the pictures as well. Uh, By the way, Sean, did you know that you can create zip files on an iPhone? I needed to send about no. 60 photos of my old bank statements to my lawyer. I created a zip file, and they were small enough to attach to an email. And what you do is you go into the Files app. Then you choose the location, such as on my iPhone or iCloud Drive. Tap Select. Then choose one or uh, more files. Then tap More. And then tap Compress. If you selected one file, a zip file with the same file name is attached to or saved to that folder. That's interesting.
2: That's very cool. Well, funnily enough, I was trying to do it the other way. I had a zip file in my, well, it was in Dropbox, and I moved it to my files, and I was trying to decompress it or unzip it, and I couldn't find a way to do that. It's not to say it probably isn't there. Like, all these things, it's so strange, the workflow on iOS. There's there's things in there that you think you know, you should be able to do, and you probably can. It's just a weird way to do them. Like, I discovered the other day that I could move... I wanted to move something from OneDrive uh, into files. And there was no, using the share option, there was no way to do it. So all I had to do was swipe up on the file and there was a drag option there, double tapped. And then I swiped with four fingers to move through the app switcher and move to the app I wanted to drop it into and just swiped up and drop. And it moved it in there. I never knew it could do that before. You know, I've always drag and drop the home uh, screen icons about for layout, but actually moving files around by dragging and dropping into different apps was really cool. But it's like, it's just such a strange way to do things. I don't know, it's odd.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's interesting because the the one thing I love about having the Mac as well is that when you say, for example, save to files, like someone today sent me a voice message to, which we're going to play in in a moment, and because the person attached it as uh, an attachment on an email, an audio message, I was able just to go into it, uh, use the share sheet to save it to files, and then iCloud Drive and desktop, and I get into my Mac, it's right there. Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, that is Love cool.
0: Just right on my desktop. Yeah. So, uh, you know, because obviously I've got iCloud Drive enabled on the Mac as well. Yeah. But the fact that you've just, you know, that kind of connection is just amazing it really is the it ecosystem in full and full flow. But well, that's what um, I was
2: hoping to get with OneDrive. Uh, it yeah, good doesn't luck. Doesn't quite work as well. Yeah. <laughs> Andy writes in. Hi to
0: all. A neighbour of mine and hopefully a future friend uh, wrote to. That's interesting. I want to hear more about this. Um, wrote to the. <laughs> tell us more about that bit. I want to know about the future friend. Um, wrote to the podcast about uh, banking accessibility, and so I thought I'd chip in with some of my own experiences. I agree that in general, banking apps are easier to work with and are often more accessible than banking websites. I'm with NatWest, and although the website is fully accessible, everything happens so much more easily from within the app. Paying bills, transferring money between accounts, setting up a new PE, uh, reading transactions, that's all straightforward, as is setting up direct debits and standing orders and cancelling them. It would be uh, with much reluctance, then, that I would move away from NatWest. The one area I can't comment on because I don't use it Is the accessibility of bank statements. I never look at statements because it's so easy to just go back through my transactions if I ever need to check on anything. However, it's easy enough to download or print a statement from the main website. I don't use NatWest for investments or savings, choosing other organisations, always trying to get the best interest rates for my DOSH. This then brings me on to opening savings accounts and the all too often experience of getting stuck in the online process due to some level of inaccessibility. I invest my nine pence in a fixed bond every year, and at the end of that period, look for a new home for it. I have been doing this again recently with much frustration. One thing I'm never sure about is whose responsibility it is to resolve the issues. For example, I was trying last week to open a one-year bond with a bank, I won't name it, uh, you have named it here, but I, I won't, firstly on my iPhone, and when that didn't work on my Mac. Although the problems were slightly different on each device, They both involved VoiceOver and a picker, from which I had to make a selection. Now on the iPhone, the problem was with the picker uh, for choosing one's occupation. There was a very long list, and VoiceOver would only let me swipe past the first five choices before jumping back to the beginning. This made it impossible for me to make a selection, so I moved over to my Mac. But this time, when I made a selection from a picker, it wouldn't stay selected. I didn't get as far as the occupations picker on the Mac, because this time the problem was with the gender and nationality pickers. In the end, I gave up with that bank and eventually found an alternative account with another, a name that I was not familiar with, uh, where the opening account or account opening process was a dream. Everything worked, including several pickers. I had it all set up and running in about 20 minutes. I was so delighted with this, that I filled out their online survey with great praise and also left a review on Trustpilot. I think we should name the bank that he's had success with, right? Because that's maybe good for people to know. It's called Hodge Bank. Hodge? never heard College. of it, but that sounds cool. No, 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 well, I,
2: why are we not naming the one he had a bad experience with? Shall we name them? I don't see why
0: not, if the picker's okay, not Kent working. Kent Reliance, Kent Reliance Bank. That go. was the one he had the issue with. Yeah, I was trying to be nice, but there you go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he says uh, he also left a review on Trustpilot. Now, here's a crunch question, he says. When things like pickers don't work, is the issue always in the website creation? Because I can't quite see how it could be an Apple and a voiceover problem If on other websites, such as the Hodge Bank, it works perfectly. You know how some people say, to make a long story short, well, I didn't, did I? So sorry (laughs) if the length of this has caused to discomfort your eyes, Stephen, but I hope the first bit about banking apps is of uh, some use to somebody and that somebody can confirm for me that the inconsistency between websites is not a voiceover problem, but rather a problem of the website itself. I do write to companies where accessibility is an issue, Uh, I am currently in a challenge with Southwest Water about inaccessible captures. Oh,
2: God. Yes.
0: Um, It's important, uh, therefore, for me to be sure that when I am flagging up areas of inaccessibility that the problem isn't with the screen reader. Thanks for all the work you do. The tech stuff is good, but I really enjoy some of the weekend discussions. Last weekend's discussion on blind pride was interesting, and I think the point was missed for quite a while in respect with the word pride, now not meaning what it used to, rather uh, like the word gay maybe i'll put my thoughts in another email because i'm sure all of the above is enough for now many thanks from andy in south devon wow that was a that was a great email andy a lot in there but yeah that's that's very interesting
2: um as to is it the screen reader or is it the website as as you said quite rightly i mean i think if if the drop down element is working on other websites then it would assume that they're you know the Kent reliance or whatever it was website is doing something different with their combo boxes with their item pickers that maybe they're not following the standard naming or, or they're going you know they're going rogue somewhere on their website design so I would assume it is with the website design
0: okay let's get some of the voice messages through um, and uh, first up let's hear from an old friend of the show someone we haven't heard from in a little while um, someone who wants to reclaim something Sean Ooh.
3: Hi, blind guys. Talk tech. This is Felix. It's time to reclaim the line. I <laughs> hope you're all doing well. Um, I, I thought I'd call in because a few things I wanted to um, talk about, really. The first of which being um, you're talking about swimming recently and in the kind of stuff you could use and tech. Uh, there is plenty of wearable tech uh, you could use regarding swimming that allows you to um, access uh, things I'm not too sure if it's all necessarily accessible uh, in the terms of being able to get all the data you need. But you can wear bone conducting headphones that are waterproof to think, three meters. That allows you to listen to music uh, whilst you're in the pool. Uh, also allows you to maybe Bluetooth to your phone. I'm not too sure how that works. Uh, or the or you can wear wristbands that will pair up Bluetooth to your phone and allow you to, um, again, uh, record data such as uh, length, swam, total duration, and so on. There's plenty of stuff out there, so it'll be interesting to find out what kind of stuff is being released, uh, mainly from the main um, mainstream contributors. I uh, can't be sure of any specialist uh, companies who are doing stuff with VI tech necessarily, But there's plenty of stuff out there if you guys were interested in that. Um, Also on the subject of banks, um, maybe the best way to do it would be to do two things. The first of which being uh, to maybe get a bank on in turn, maybe the the main UK banks, get them on in turn and just do an interview to to ask them what kind of stuff are they doing that's available for people who are visually impaired or disabled or whatever you want to call it and um, uh, see what they say, but also maybe uh, download several apps um, and basically allow, uh, you know, do those basic tests where, you know, personal needs aren't, um, aren't, you know, compromised. So basically you're looking at usability, how easy is it set up, how easy is it to, you know, uh, like, at like usability, that's going to be, you know, transferring and withdrawal and stuff like that. And that's kind uh, stuff you probably would look at when testing these apps, because that's what people mo- mainly do. And mainly, or and finally, maybe look at uh, looking at statements. And that's basically all you really need to know if a bank, uh, an app by a bank, is accessible. Uh, just my views. There's plenty of stuff I could really go on about. But to be honest, I've forgotten about them. So um, <laughs> great to you as always. This has been Felix, and I will talk, I will talk to you all soon. Great work, guys. Talk to you. Thanks,
0: Felix. Thank you, Felix. You know, it's interesting because that's exactly the point that Pisa brings up, right? Is that, you know, the challenge is that you could go and download all these apps and you could set up accounts, but that's the point. You'd have to go and set up accounts with every single one of them. Yes. Otherwise, you'd have no idea how any of these apps work. All you're going to get is a get started screen, and you can't go any further until you sign up.
2: And it's not uh, that easy to open accounts. You need yeah, you know, identification and in depending Netflix on fixed credit
0: ratings. I mean, you know, I can yeah. go and do it for you, but you know, I'll I'll never be able to get credit again. Yeah. some say so that's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's a, it's an interesting point though, and I think you're right. I, I think we we maybe have to get together as a community on this one a little bit. Um, you know, maybe we we try and you know kind of get together on this. I think that might be the only way to do it because we, you need to have the app itself. You have to have the account. So. Maybe we put our call at some point and we say, right, Luke, you know, if you're on Santander or you're on NatWest like Andy is or, you know, wherever it is, then, you know, you, you get in touch and we kind of put all the apps to the test individually. We run through our own tests and then report back. Because, again, you have to think about, like Peter said as well, security and privacy. We can't do audio demos of this because then you'll be, you know, potentially putting out personal information. So yeah. it has to be
2: done in a, did I say it, blind test. oh <laughs> I don't know. I mean, can't we just say, you know, I use the Barclays app and I don't have a problem with it. I'm not a a heavy user. I don't, I've never opened an account with it. Um, You know, I haven't gone through particularly a lot of old statements, though I have done a few and they all seem to be accessible. So, yeah, I mean, can, can we just go off a rule of thumb? Do we have to do a point by point test? Yeah, you know, Barclay's app seems to work fine. What have we had on here? Well, yeah, they do,
0: though, because, I mean, it might be the case that, like, on, on the NatWest app, as Andy says, you know, it's great, no problems at all. And then other apps, terrible. Um, you know, it might be that it's terrible experience, but overall great experience with, say, Santander, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, we're just, just putting that out there, but um, but that's interesting. Uh, and, you know, it, it also the, the swimming point as well. That was, of course, the episode you weren't on with as I was talking about my uh, my joy of swimming. Uh, and, you know, the more more exciting thing was figuring out that I could uh, read the time underwater. That was sort of why that intrigued me so much, but it did. Um well done. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't why, know what I don't to know do what, with
2: that information. Sorry.
0: And the little squishy thing with the Apple Watch that you had to do at the end, you know, the little you got to do at the end. when you t- you, you have to remember, first off, to uh-huh. put the... Waterlock
2: on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then make
0: sure you turn it back (laughs) off again. And it does. Yeah. I kind of like
2: that.
0: Scoochie. I like that word. Well done. Scoochie. It's my favourite word. Of all words, it's one of my favourite. David got in touch and says, Hi, Stephen and gang. Hope you're well attached. I have uh, a question for you that I have based on OrCam that you've touched on during an earlier show. Okay, let's see what David's question is.
1: Hello, you blind tech guys and gal. This is David Ward from Across the Pond with a real quick question for y'all. The mighty oracles of Stephen, Sean, Robin, and Sally. What's going on? Anyway, I was just wondering if you guys could maybe help me with this one. Recently on one of your podcasts, you demoed uh, or had a a point mentioned about the OrCam and uh, the the unique ability to uh, say a specific piece of text and it grabbed that text to give you the context of where it was located, like say a menu for a restaurant with chicken. So that's pretty cool, pretty snazzy. Now, uh, more about a year ago on YouTube, I saw a, uh, a demo of a app that was in beta on Android uh, that was called Audible Vision. I think it might, might have been rebranded Audi uh, Audiovision now. It was demoed by Sam on The the Blind Life. And it had a similar feature that you could actually uh, input the text, and as you scan the phone around the environment left and right, it, it will grab that text and act almost like a Geiger counter as you got closer to the text chime more and louder and stuff like that. So anyway, I was just curious. I'm an iOS user, so I was wondering, do you guys know of any app on iOS that does something similar? Certainly I'm very familiar with Seeing AI. I, I don't really think there's anything in there that does anything like that. And none of the other things seems to jump right out at me as well. So if you guys know, I'd love to hear about it and love the show.
0: Um first thought David is um <laughs> well what the hell was all that about? Great, uh, great
2: but, chanting I thought. Uh, yeah, I mean I have
0: to say uh, listeners with material that's just what you I need. Know. <laughs> Very good. Um but I, I the first thought that I have I guess with all that is people detection on the iPhone Pro with the uh, lidar sensor because or lidar scanner because it was able to for example, you know, identify objects and I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a little bit rudimentary when I tried it out at first. But, you know, the point is you could you could label up, say, a cup or something and then find your way back to it. So, you know, that kind of thing exists. Door detection follows it. You know, it's maybe not exactly grabbing text out of things and doing that. I don't think there is anything doing that at the moment. And I think once it once there is, you know, Orcam's on a as we say up in Scotland, a sugarly peg.
2: Yes. Absolutely, I don't know what that means, but they're absolutely on a sugarly peg. Um, I assume you mean they're on uh, thin ice, maybe shaky ground. Shaky I think ground, is maybe
0: a more good. universal. Um, separated by a common language, Sean. aren't Yes, it?
2: absolutely.
0: And it would appear about twenty <laughs> degrees of heat as well.
2: Look, uh, I think that's a really cool feature as well. The you know ability show me chicken dishes or whatever on that menu. It's, it's, mm. it's always that's always the uh, example people jump to. But well, it us, yeah. it's a really cool feature. Except KFC.
0: Terrible. Yeah, no, That's true. Pointless. But
2: why can't other... I mean, seeing AI is powerful. Envision, the app is powerful. Google Lookout is really good as well. So mm. why... Why? I find it difficult. What is so different? What are OrCam doing that, that makes them able to have this feature and no one else? Well, they're
0: making it available to people who don't want a smartphone. That's the bottom line.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the point is, why, why aren't other why aren't Microsoft, why aren't Google, why aren't SuperSense, why aren't Envision putting this feature in? Because it's obviously doable, right? Once you capture the OCR, or the short text even is really good, but once you capture the the document or the menu, then you've got that information digitally, and it's only a case of, you know, uh, getting the voice command of show me chicken or show me whatever and searching for that keyword. It's not a a particularly difficult feature to implement. I just find it strange that... um, yeah, maybe they just don't know about it. comes come up with something really, really cool here. Oh, I, I
0: highly doubt they don't know about it. I mean, they'll be all over it, especially Envision ARX. All these companies will be well over the, on, on all that stuff. But I don't think it's... I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, it, it could be just it's coming. And again, maybe it's one of those things they're holding back. Because it's like, mm, let's not destroy OrCam.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, um, we're saying this. <laughs> Look, I haven't used Envision or SuperSense, the apps on my iPhone, for ages. Maybe... It, well, it's free now. Well, yeah, uh, Envision is. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's in there. I don't know. So if any of our listeners know, let us know and let David know. Yeah, because Sean's never going to download it. So No, I'm not.
0: You're a disgrace. Sorry. Imagine neither am I. Uh, right, so Michael, no, I, <laughs> I will. I, I, well, I, <laughs> I will download I that, Envision actually. since they are
2: are going free. So actually, well, yes. I, was, I think I may even still have it on my phone, Envision, actually.
0: They're also sending me. A pair of glasses.
2: Oh, sending you a pair of glasses. Is that specifically you, is it? Well, yes. Has it got your name on it? Well, no matter, I don't keep these things. Does it go to... No, oh, I, I don't to care if it. you're keeping it. I mean, you know, I, I want to play with well, it. Well, this
0: is why I'm trying to get to Manchester. We could get together and we could try this stuff. What w- One you eye see, but in you, you each keep, frame. You keep, you keep getting in touch with Mick Hucknall, whoever it is that runs the RMT union. Yes. And you're telling him... <laughs> don't let
2: Stephen... <laughs> On the don't, train. Let,
0: you know, don't let Stephen anywhere near me, so can you just call a train strike, please? <sighs> you see, it's, you're ruining it for yourself.
2: All right, sorry. Mick Hucknall? Okay. I can't remember his name. He's Mick
0: someone. All right, well, that's close enough. Of course. Sounds good to me. Uh, Michael writes in, not Mick, uh, for my work, this is regarding specialist versus, um, I guess, mainstream tech. We've been having this discussion for years. Uh, for my work, I have to occasionally read some manuals with very small print, and my Ruby magnifier works with this immediately. And using my iPhone or iPad with an app for it works, but just not as quickly or effectively. So this is, again, the argument back about, you know, why you would use something Specialist like that. I mean, again, over mainstream. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, and, and maybe the OrCam's the same. I mean, a lot of people love that, you know, the fact that you can just grab this device and use it. That's all it's intended for. I'm not entirely sure about how efficient in terms of time it is compared to other devices. Again, it depends on the individual. It depends how much time you're spending with it. Look, put it this way: if I'd spent three and a half grand, whatever it is, I don't know what the latest cost of an OrCam is, but it's it's high anyway. Um, Has it gone down? I thought it was five grand. It's it's uh, yeah. It could be. I can't remember the exact it's price. The price of but a a it's a
2: second hand car, or... a pretty
0: yeah, a pretty rubbish second hand <laughs> car. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, you know, if I've spent that money on it, yeah, I'm going to know every single inch of what that thing can do, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Anyway, uh, let's go to this topic because I think you're going to like this one, Sean. This is from Jeanette in Coventry, he writes in. And Jeanette says, hello, everyone. Uh, I was interested in your discussions about vinyl records, which brought back memories of our first mono suitcase-style record player. <laughs> For me, its greatest feature was having four speeds, 78, 45, 33, and 16 rpm, and she's helpfully written revolutions per minute. You know, for the kids that don't know. Yes. My brother and I spent endless hours playing records at both the right and wrong speeds. Lily the Pink sounded great on 16. I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> um, a few years later, I bought a hi-fi, uh, but never fully mastered its record player. Oh, you yeah, remember that? I used to get the record players as part of the hi-fi system. Yeah. I actually, I remember, I didn't get one, but I remember I always wanted one. I was down at the Glasgow Barras, the old Glasgow Barras. I don't know what the equivalent would be in Manchester, Um, but basically a market where, you know, secondhand or whatever was sold. And I would go there and they were selling this hi-fi unit in a wooden, you know, the wooden case you would get it in. Oh, smart. Walnut. Yeah, great. That's right, yeah. And you had the glass door in the front. But this thing had a record player, which was kind of like, if you think of like a modern or, or at the time, modern CD player, where the actual record player was a drawer that came out oh. and you would put the record in and then it would shut back in again and play the record. So it was like a, oh, a huge, huge cool. CD player. <laughs> I, it was. It was brilliant. And I was like, I want this. And then my mum reminded us we were incredibly poor and that that would never happen. Oh, So it was oranges for bed or, you know, whatever it was. Oh, no, that was um, a
2: tragic story.
0: Wasn't it? Yeah. Ugh. I was thumped around the head and told, shut your mouth. <laughs> Eat your orange. Oh, don't make with it. it worse. That's why I don't like oranges.
2: Blimey. Um, vinyl. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Back to the email. <laughs> Jeanette
0: says Apart from having only two speeds on the hi fi, I couldn't get the hang of positioning the arm while the turntable was moving, mm. which I didn't need to do on the other one. This could be why most of my records ended up scratched. Now, while I can see the appeal of vinyl and in spite of the good memories, I would rather have the convenience of streaming songs on my phone.
2: Oh, Jeanette,
0: I was expecting
2: that to go a different way. No, quite right, absolutely. Oh, I'm disappointed. Oh, was that Sorry, was that the end? Oh, well, no, she's absolutely correct. Yes, vinyl is just there for nostalgia. As a uh, a way of listening to music, it's absolutely terrible. It's awful. Me, Me and Sarah, Sarah and I, were listening through her terrible vinyl the other day. she got a... Uh, uh, a random rock collection for like £30. Ridiculous, right? But she got these uh, she got all these records and she's playing through. We listened to, it must be a good two minutes of a Metallica track. And Sarah was saying, wow, listen to how fast he's playing that riff on that guitar there. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm going, yeah, it is. And then when he started speaking, he sounded like a chipmunk. So we realised <laughs> we had it on high speed. High speed. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is ridiculous.
2: It's ridiculous.
0: It's just, it's bringing back youth. I mean, today's today's children, they don't know the pain.
2: They don't know. They've never a, um, wound a cassette tape back in with a pencil. They, they don't they, exactly.
0: know. That's right. They've never... Uh, yeah, go on. Uh, go on. Go on. Yeah, they've I'm never, never heard of, of Ronco. Um, they've uh, never used
2: Video Plus. I've got a record crate in my front room. It's like living in the 70s. It's It's <laughs> terrible, full of vinyl records. I hate it.
0: That was something I did see on the Prime Day sales. And you know that way you think, oh, that sounds that's brilliant. It was You know those really useful boxes, they call them, or just really take up space boxes, yes. as I call them? Um, they were selling them because what they do is they do different sizes for different things. So you can buy CD boxes that'll hold, say, 100 CDs or, or 50 CDs or whatever. And I thought, that's great. And it was on sale on Prime Day. It was still a ridiculous price. But when you click on it, the best thing to do is, or you go into it, is look at what else is in there because it will usually show you other products similar. Yes, and then I found I think it was it was that was, that was it. it was thirty six CDs the box held, and I could buy it for something like I think it was twenty one quid for a box for a box ridiculous to put my CDs in yes um or oh, they were selling bags two bags bin bags yeah <laughs> no bin bags two. You know, shaped bags for CDs. You put them all in and it all looks lovely. The kind of things you might, I would imagine you would put them under your bed. (laughs) Ridiculous. Um, And you unzip them, you put the CDs in and it's all nicely neat. And I'm thinking, that's quite useful. And you get two of those, each held 96 CDs, two of those for 12 quid. 12 quid. Absolute bargain. Absolutely amazing. Gorgeous. Well done, you. But then, oh no. But then they do DVD versions
2: and they do vinyl versions. Right. Have you got any DVDs still? Have you got any CDs just, still? My
0: loft is full of DVDs. That's crazy. Wait, and you know what I did? Mark, because, you know, obviously yeah. I had better vision then, right? So I was using, buying lots of DVDs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I went through them one day with, um, what was it? Probably seeing, no, I wasn't seeing AI. It was something, I, wasn't, I can't remember what I used, but I used something because I was trying to identify if any of them had AD on them. My intention was, I'll rip them in I'll make my own Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. use Plex or something yep. or whatever, Cody, and I'll make my own connect, a collection of AD tracks and films. Yeah. But hardly any of them have got AD on them. I know. It's terrible. Absolutely. I thought that was, I thought that was ridiculous. But I, I, you know, I kind of thought, oh, these
2: will all have AD on them. But they didn't. I, I think I've only found one. Yeah, very rare. Of course. Again, this is why streaming, when it comes to video or music, streaming is the future. Oh,
0: yeah, because, you know, the streaming um, audio described movies are, are, are plenty.
2: Well, uh, Netflix uh, uh, yeah, <sighs> uh, is yeah. pretty damn good. Disney Plus is pretty good. Amazon is getting better and better. It's Disney Plus. I'm not watching Dumbo. Um, all right, is that still don't, going? Don't is that, that still that? thing? Uh, <laughs> I don't care what you're watching. I mean, Paramount <laughs> Plus is still an absolute travesty that they release a streaming uh, service in that state of accessibility. <sighs> still annoys me. But uh, hey ho. Do you know
0: it's so bad these days that I if, if I hear about a new service like that launching, unless I hear people in the community on and usually on Twitter, I hear it unless I hear people saying, hey, this is brilliant or hey, you must check this out or, you know, if it's been in the States first and I hear people say, oh, this is definitely, you know, you've got to check this out because it's really accessible here. uh, I won't touch it. I just don't go near it. Yeah. And it's interesting because HBO Max is the one that seems to be doing, it was the one that seemed to be one of the worst performers for a long time. And they have really upped the game on the audio described content because what they're even doing is going back and audio describing old content.
2: (gasps) That's good they, of they, them,
0: like, so they should. Well, it's interesting, right? Because Game I'm of ungrateful. Thrones. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones was on HBO when it was out and it wasn't audio described in America. Mm-hmm. So what people were doing in America who were blind, who wanted to watch it, were kind of surreptitiously finding their way to getting Game of Thrones from the UK, from Sky, yeah. who were audio describing it. And I should tell you the story of that. Well, maybe not today, but I'll tell you the story of it one day. But it was it, it's like just... Mad turnaround because Sky were getting the the film or the the episode delivered like three hours or something before broadcast. They were audio describing it in like a very short space of time Yeah, and it was going on air. But at least it was described, right? So that's how a lot of people were getting access to it. And what they've done is they've now employed IDC, who I've spoken to, Eric and and, uh, the team at IDC, International Digital Centre, a brilliant company. Yeah. And they're doing the description for, and have done, the uh, the description for Game of Thrones for HBO Max. So it's now being retrospectively described. And I actually think this is a good thing for companies to think about. You know, instead of just thinking about their current crop, let's get back a bit. Because there's a lot of movies I'd love to go back and watch. You know, I've never seen, this will surprise you, Hmm. because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people, if you hit me with any modern popular, or even not modern, 70s, 80s, 90s, big, big, big movie. There's a chance I've just not watched it. Yes, Star Wars. Because uh, yeah, exactly nothing of Star Wars. Goonies. I've uh, never seen Grease. Nope, never seen the Goonies.
2: Actually not see Grease. I mean, what's wrong with you? Never seen Grease.
0: I mean, I know that, I, I know, I feel I know it because I've heard every song a million times. Yes. At least, I mean, I was on the radio playing music. I was all I ever hear. Oh, remember that? Great. And you, people used to call in and say, I loved that bit in Grease. And I'd be like, no idea what you're talking about. Um, But- yeah, whatever, yeah. right? But I mean, take take a what was the movie The Godfather? Yeah, I
2: love my mafia films. Never seen The Godfather. I must admit, I've I've never seen it. I've always seen bits of it, but it's just too long for me. So no, never seen it myself. Well, I mean, I loved things like Goodfellas,
0: oh, Taxi amazing. Driver. Yeah. I mean, you know, all those. I mean, uh, Donny Brasco, oh, absolute genius. Uh, of a movie, it just just brilliant. Anything with Martin Scorsese involved is is going to be brilliant. You watched, The Irishman, did you?
2: Know. <laughs> I was going to say, did you watch The Irishman? I <laughs> thought it was all right. It was just way too long.
0: It was it, it was a film that could have easily been in two halves. I mean, you could have you could have launched one half of it one year, the other half of the next. It, 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 it didn't. I think it was trying to be something.
2: It was. I don't know. It, it was trying to be generational. You saw them grow old. It was an epic. It was a a story over decades.
0: Well, that it was a bit like it Once Upon a like Time it, in New was York, which was, oh, that was another. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never seen that one either. Oh, okay. And I also, I also quite fancied watching that because I thought that would be the kind of movie. But I haven't got a spare day to watch it. Absolutely. Um, you'd have to watch that in a shifts. In fact, actually, I remember the days that came. I remember I had it in DVD. I still have it up there somewhere, and it actually came on a DVD that was like over three discs. <laughs> Um, i kind of like the idea you know it's like end of disc one now place disc two yeah, and continue i used to Don't have
2: goodfellas on dvd and i had to that's turn right, it eh? over that's right yes yeah. that's right wow yeah we are old aren't we yes um I'm just
0: leave it there yes we'll we just are. leave it in that um we're going to go because uh we've got the saturday edition coming up next which is very exciting uh lots of great conversation in that uh, we do have the advantage of telling you that we actually know what's coming up on this one uh, because we've already done it. Yes, And um, it's a good show this weekend. Uh, so that's a really interesting conversation. Um, is it? Is it shouty? No, it's not shouty. It's disrespectful, <laughs> oh, probably. There was a couple um, of
2: tense moments in there. I'll, I'll say that. I think, I think,
0: frankly, when Robin started screaming uh, offensive language at me, I, I I found that just a step
2: too far. Yes, yeah, I... I... <laughs> Exactly right. When he I'm le- trying to promote, you see. I'm to push people to listen, you see. <laughs> when he leaped across the table, started punching you, I thought, that's Exactly. That's, that's right. When he much. grabbed the
0: box cutter, I said, enough.
2: Yes. Oh, well done. We're back
0: at the yeah, start. I see. We're back at the start. <sighs> you see, this is genius of this. Um, also on Monday, just a little flag for you.
2: Oh, thank you very much.
0: I actually hate saying this because that's one of those phrases I can't stand.
2: I've got a flag. I've, um, I've never heard that ever in my life.
0: Well, you have now. Thank you. On Monday, we're going to talk about the ARX vision. Not only are we going to talk about it, I'm going to unbox it right here.
2: <gasps> right now. Right here. am going to here. do it together.
0: Oh. I'm, not to, I'm, I'm not going to go off and do it myself over the weekend. I promise you. Okay. I, I know I won't because I know what I'm like. Yes. I definitely won't. Um, but what I will do is we'll get together on Monday and you and I will unbox it together and I'll say, ooh, it's great, or hmm, or well, how much? And then, you know, uh, that's terrible. Send it back. Or send it to Sean.
2: Hence, the box cutter it's got its first purpose easy all right okay no that sounds fantastic yeah of course i think everyone all right calm down (laughs) hate that noise everyone's really interested in the arx so uh yeah i look forward to that it's gonna be a good one
0: um well listen have a good weekend enjoy it uh whatever you're doing i hope you enjoy the saturday show no anybody oh anybody okay
2: but you included as well you, you know what you know what you have a nice weekend. You too, mate. Oh, that's nice. That ended positively. Lily. For once?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, check out the uh, check out the website, blindguytalkstech.com. Email us, hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Call us, 0204-571-3354. Five four. And we'll catch you again for another uh, Blind Guy Talks Tech on Saturday and back on Monday. Thanks, Sean. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye.